my god, this show never stops being creepy. Yep. Yeah, this episode was really, really good. I was, I was definitely on the edge of my seat, like watching with bated breath through the whole episode. <laughs> um, I felt so unprepared for the debut. I felt just like Emily go like, oh no, this happened so fast, and we haven't prepared at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think? I mean, I was less. Uh, I guess just the whole thing of like Mia and Sarah just really creeped me out. Like. That's the, oh, the when he highlight. beat her and stuff. And... Yeah, that was the highlight. I didn't really yeah. care much about that debut. I thought it was okay, but like just that scene is really like was like, all I thought about this episode. Yeah, and, I, and also I the, think... the judge too. The judge is so creepy. Yeah, Edward or whatever his name is. The eyes. Um, he's got some, a bad case of crazy eyes. Yeah, he's got some eyes that'll kill. You know, one mm-hmm. one one bad look from him and it's over. <laughs> um no i agree with taylor i was i was pretty excited this episode of you know getting to the debut and and seeing you know Mm -hmm. this very mystery event that's been hyped up you know this entire season of like all right we're preparing for the debut like everything rides on this and then they get into the debut and nobody knows like what to do they're all just kind of like scrambling you know even the the shadow lords and their living dolls are kind of just like you know even the ones that we think i guess that are more i guess quote unquote prepared they're stumbling and I love the way that they use like the rankings where he had like the little uh, mm-hmm. shelves and he'd, you know, drop like the little uh, marionette like type dolls or whatever you call them. Um, but I really enjoyed seeing the different shadow counterparts as well, like earlier in the episode where, you know, we, we saw a little bit of um, John Patrick and, Sean. and Ricky. Don, yeah, John and Sean. The, John and Sean threw me off where uh, John like made Sean kiss him on the cheek or whatever. And I was just like... I- Wait, did he make him kiss him on the cheek, or did he just do it on his own? No, I thought he did it on his own. He just do it on his own. It is on his own. Okay. Because, uh, it was more so something was of just like, was that, was that, I was, I was like, was that a trained like thing where, you know, we obviously Ram, don't know enough Ram about was, John and Sean. Ram was saying how like, not even, you know, like mm-hmm. I've heard her master's name. She says she not even, she doesn't even let mm-hmm. me like kiss her goodnight, whatever. So I think it's just like a thing that living dolls are expected something to do. That they're... Okay. We never saw yeah. it with Amilica. Yeah, the Kate, only reason I guess so. it threw me off is because the other thing with John is he was wearing the glasses, right? And Sean was mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, where are your... Or John was saying, oh, Sean, why aren't you wearing your glasses? And he's like, well, we don't wear glasses. And he's like, oh, right. Like, that was something that, you know, I just did to be, like, unique or whatever. So John's definitely a unique Shadow Lord of sorts. And then Patrick, I could care for less because Patrick's <laughs> just an equal scumbag he's, like I think, Ricky. I think so. Taylor's the one to call him Draco Malfoy. He definitely has like the Draco Malfoy vibe this episode. My God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he um, even looks like him. Like, yeah, that too. The comb over and oh. everything. So um, I really do like I my one little tiny, tiny gripe. This is and this is like not even a thing. This is me trying to find a problem. OK, like it's so small. But like it kind of threw me off with John how like when we see the the interaction between him and Sean in their quarters, John seems pretty chill. Like he seems almost like a like a comedic character. Like to, he I yeah. he felt very laid back to me, and it seemed like he was really attached with Sean. Like he really liked him, and they got along. Um, and then when it got to the debut, I kept on getting thrown off because John was kind of coming at the arbiter, um, Edward. I think his name was right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's kind of coming at him like a couple of times when Edward wouldn't give them like instructions for what they were supposed to do. He like called him out on um, only being a living doll, and he sh- they shouldn't be taking orders from him anyways. And it just felt a little bit odd to me since like Ricky and Patrick were right there, and they're kind of like the token assholes of the group. So it just Definitely. felt like I couldn't like get a read on John's pers- uh, personality. So that kind of irked me, but. That was it. That's like my first grade oh, of the season. I was going to say, I mean, I, it, that's just, it just sounds like John is really attached to his doll. And I guess like 
that's like part of it <laughs> that part of the chill personality you say and then i mean i'm not i'm not i don't blame him for like being yeah. pissed off at the arbiter because like because because i would be mad too in his position if he didn't know what was going on for like this important thing that they didn't get any instructions with so yeah. I didn't really... it's almost... it makes me nervous because i don't want him to get them kicked out or make... i don't want him to make yeah. them fail because he's being a jerk because i like them <laughs> well that's the thing right it's, it almost seems like edward doesn't want them to, to succeed because you know he's obviously yeah. raised to this rank of you know not needing a um a shadow figure because that was something mm -hmm. that they had asked like hey where's your shadow figure and he's like oh i don't need that like i'm a special class of living doll and all this mm -hmm. stuff um and i think even specifically there was one moment during the dance where um ricky and patrick didn't seem to do anything wrong with like the dance they were doing and like edward like angrily like moved them down like a ring yeah and it's just kind of like just, you know I what was the rationale it. for that yeah it I was almost like they were doing too well and he was just like yeah. he's like how are you doing too well like that's not going to stand like i control everything and just like well, you know moved him down out of like spite the only thing i could think of was that there was a comment that somebody made about how uh ricky was almost the one leading patrick yeah. sometimes that's that's the only thing i think okay. it's like is it's... that what that was kate right when kate was like freaking out and trying to see like oh been. they're doing this they're doing that and they're like okay how can i you know, get a Milico to kind of get with the program, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah. I'm so. glad that Kate was like not hard on Emilico. Like she was a little bit because I think it was a stressful situation. So like just in general, she was stressed I mean, out. We can tell, right? Out. The soot was like constantly yeah. coming from her head like this entire episode. <laughs> but it wasn't like, but I like that we got to hear into her thoughts by the end of the episode where she was talking about how she actually really does like Emilico a lot. She likes that unique app like personality trait that she has that makes her herself and i, I thought that i really liked that because i was a little bit scared that this was just that she was like gonna turn on her i guess a little bit or become mm. a little bit more unlikable or unrelatable I, as I a character too yeah um so i was really pleased to hear the thoughts that she had because <laughs> i want to like kind of like support them as friends it feels like they have a good relationship going on and i want to continue to see that develop but i could kind of see that turning to a conflict later though because like yeah. because a miracle is starting to, it's too much of her own person instead of mm -hmm. reflecting her on her shadow so i can definitely mm -hmm. see that coming an issue later mm -hmm. so what what do you think is going to be like the the next part of this test here because you know with the episode ending we have edward leading all the shadow it, royals outside of the room so and locking all the dolls in there it's well because the the name of the, the preview of the next episode title is called the Sh the Garden Labyrinth. So it just it just feels oh, like I didn't see that. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing with the shadow. I don't know why like he would put if they're gonna be put in individual tests or not, or or if it's like the dolls are just being watched. Mm. So, I wonder then. Do you think like the dolls may like the door may eventually unlock and then the dolls have to maybe find their shadow counterparts within this labyrinth? I just or had, I just had this bad feeling because like how um. Was it uh like Pat, Pat Patrick like was like he was being mad at at the judge and like he was saying you know why is this doll treating this shadow why is he treating the shadow like this and then he seemed it seemed like he fought up for it a little bit but then like it just sounds like later when he opened the door like like he's it felt like he was so in control and it, it just felt like so mm -hmm. sketchy that like like he he's not doing it as like as a favor for them it sounds like it's part of like the the debut trial where well, I don't I don't have any good feelings about them mm. being separated and going to the, the garden. So yeah, no, I think the other last two kind of things for me is one I'm interested to finally see what uh, Rum's shadow counterpart is like. Where you know is she just really kind of quiet and soft spoken like Rum, and potentially it's a reverse dynamic where 
Rum as the living doll is actually the one kind of leading things along and gets, you know, the shadow figure to come out of her shell, so to speak. Um, and then the only other thing that I was going to update was when I was reading the um, Reddit thread for this week's episode, um, there was one gripe that I noticed pretty regularly surrounding the veiled dolls. Apparently, the way that they introduced it into the anime here was much earlier and in a different manner than they do in the manga. So uh-huh. um, it does look like there are some some liberties being taken, um, but nothing yet that's been too drastic. But it was something that I did commonly notice. So mm. something to, well, I guess, keep in mind and hopefully not, you know, let it deter from our kind of enjoyment that we've been having from the anime. But it's definitely something I think when we talk later about Tokyo Revengers, it'll be kind of an interesting discussion of, you know, keeping things oh, true okay. to the source material. Um, I'll, I'll say, too, um, uh, I, wonder, I don't know like what the rule is for the debut. Like if it's made it sound like if you don't get. It sounds like what there's only one person picked for the debut, and then if you don't get picked, your sh- your dolls get eliminated. Uh, so yeah, there we... was some there was some chatter was about that. Earlier. I don't know. If it's well, just it one. was kind of implied. It wasn't like, like said flat out, but it, that was the feeling. I think who was it that was talking during uh, that? I think David? it was Rum. Do you remember, Rum was saying how like, oh, if we don't succeed here, like this is just my last chance to be, be anything. Why bother? Mm-hmm. Like, I could be friends with a miracle, but like, I'm just. We're just not gonna pass anyway. So I and I took it as if like, oh, are they just gonna be like thrown away if they don't lead here the debut? Yeah. So I, I almost feel like nobody can fail because it's like so early on and like such a focused cast of characters. Like unless the debut is gonna last a little bit longer, like a few more episodes. But yes, just, just going off the opening and everything alone, like they prominently show you know these five different pairs of shadow figure sh- living dolls like i think it'd be way too early to try to write like any of them yeah out. we just don't we don't know the rules but like because but right now like kate and Emilico, they're not doing so well in the debut but i can't see Emilico failing and like and getting like replaced or anything so I don't do know. we know if shadows can fail like can shadow lords be disposed of because honestly they don't seem to be treated mm. all that much better than the dolls like they seem uh, just as I feel good. Like yeah that's a good question i feel like there is a different like ranking even for the shadow figure i just yeah. feel like they're well. like there's like you that like people is sort of like how you went like dispose of you know, like if you fail the test you went like dispose of a person whereas like the doll is more of like a product so you would just like i feel like you just throw it away if, you, if they fail mm. and you get re- you get like a replacement mm living doll to maybe debut again of your of your shadow that's what i think yeah i guess the thing is like we still don't really know like the scale of shadow's house like they've mm, obviously alluded to it being much larger than we know with huge. like barbie and the yeah. starberries yeah exactly so mm-hmm. it feels like a city like it fe- it doesn't feel like right? just like a house like it feels yeah. like a large community so... yeah it's almost like a a hogwarts I guess, and I only mm-hmm. say that because, like, the the train that's at like the ending, and like the whole thing that's in like the snow globe yeah. type focus. Well, and but... like, there's so many living dolls. I I can't imagine to be like shadows for all of them, unless it is, unless that's why the house is so big, because there's that many shadows. That come... I don't think oh, there are shadows for each of them. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. maybe you just get regulated to like the cleaning crew then. Maybe it's just like that sounds like a better life. It, I'd rather just be a cleaner, just do my cleaning, and be done for the day. Like Rom made it sound <laughs> yeah. so like made it sound so bad. Like if you don't get it made it sound she made she implied that it sounded like you get disposed of. So I'm just going with what she said. So I'm curious yeah, to see how the rest Rum of the Rum definitely debut. knows more than she's letting on. She's kind of serving as this character to 
further expose like the inner rulings of the shadow house so no, it's just, can we it's, go back to oh, um yeah oh, sorry go ahead oh, no, you go ahead um i was just gonna say can we go back to uh, what are their names mia and sarah, sarah? Mm-hmm. yeah what okay so did i see that right did she go in and ask her shadow master to beat her is that how that happened? Because she like basically like she I was think reading it's more of like and she walked in and she's like, I want to get better. I want to learn more. And then her master beat her. Right. I, That's... I, think, I think it's just her willing asking. I think she she expects it to happen. So I think it's, just, yeah, it's just happened so many like, times where it's like you come back. It's like, all right, beating time. Like it, words don't need to be like, said. That like, just is the relationship. It's probably they... like in the beginning. She probably like, I don't know. What's the word? Like she probably um did it first and then like. Yeah, I thought that which was who, but like the doll probably was caught off guard, and then like the the shadow probably like like beat her first and says like this is what you sh- should be expecting, and then she just got like got trained in that way. So then like that's what she expects from now on. That's what I took from that. Yeah, I just realized we haven't talked about like uh, Luis and Lou. That pair. They're so cute. <laughs> yeah, where they're kind of like the cutesy, you know, <laughs> Luis is explaining, oh, your shadow should be, you know, like a nickname of yourself. So that's why you have Luis and Lou. And then, you know, her doing the makeup and stuff. And then, you know, she touches her and gets like the sudden. She's like, oh, no, like we have to redo yeah, it. Well, so. it's like, like her, like Luis and, and like, and John are like, they're like the most normal shadow of all of them. So yeah, they're definitely a more, a more healthy kind of uh, relationship between yeah. the two. But Mm-hmm. I guess I was trying to think to go back quickly to <laughs> mm-hmm. Sarah and Mia. Um, I guess this is the assumption then, like when I can't remember either day which one's the doll <laughs> or not. But when when the doll comes back and she opens her room and she sees like all of like the soot marks yeah. everywhere, is the assumption and then, that like and now that stuffed animal ripped apart too? Yeah, is the assumption well. that like when the doll <laughs> is gone, like Sarah's just like fucking up her room, or is it that like even at night, like she goes in there and she's beating the shit? I don't like know. I, I don't know. Like that's like part of the mystery is like what's the deal with the two of them? Like, or why? Yeah. Why is like, yeah, why is the shadow so like, like I like have so much animosity against yeah. this doll? I can kind of. see... I feel like, like we're really only seeing the tip of the iceberg with like these the, two. Yeah. <laughs> the scene we saw with her like beating her, the doll, I can I can kind of see that as like as like this shadow really just treats her as like a product as a thing. I can kind of yeah. see where master and servant. Where is that? Where's like, but the whole like mess up the room part. I don't get that thing. Like, I don't understand what's the point or what's like, yeah, her, right. What's it's her almost goal? Like some, some jealousy of some sorts in a weird way. But like Taylor said, definitely have only touched the tip of the iceberg and it's done a damn good job of, you know, really making you curious as to like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I love this show. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's sad that it's it's still pretty low in the rankings. I know. I just looked else. at the score and it was like seven something. I was like, yeah. this show is like, I mean, OK, everybody has their different tastes. But for me, this is like uh, easily my favorite show. of the. From, well, I, I don't know. It's I, this or Two Year Eternity. But I think I actually like this more than I Two Year Eternity. For me, it's like, I don't know, like, it's just not my type of show. So I can understand mm-hmm. like other people's like I wouldn't rate it that low, but like. I, I can understand how um, it's not like yeah, everyone's cup of tea. So, like, I think like just the more psych- I think it's, a, it's an interesting like dynamic for I th- sure. I think like I'm just like from, some people could probably find it too cutesy. I think maybe, that the slice of life thing is just like it just like stuff. it doesn't fit in with me. Just like because I want to see more of the creepy stuff, but I just feel like fair. I guess I mean I know it's meant to like they're, they're meant to conflict with each other, the slice of life and the creepy stuff, but like 
I think I think if I was reading the manga, it it'd be like it would um like the creepy factor would sink in more just because like I feel like it's leaning too much on the slice slice of life. But that's just that's just my opinion. So I feel like the marketing for the show wasn't super fantastic. Like if Justin yeah. hadn't said that he was watching it and if he hadn't com- specifically compared it to The Promised Neverland, I never would have touched this show because. Speaking of cutesy things, the second I saw the cute girls on the front, done. I would have passed on it just <laughs> from that. And then, like, number two, even if I did get to the PV, I thought the PV looked pretty, like, amateur. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, on top of that, like, the slice of life tag. I don't see this as a slice of life at all, like, in any capacity. Because, like, if you were to see it, if you were to, like, again, compare it to Promise Neverland, there's times where they're just doing laundry or, like, playing hide and seek or whatever in that show, too. It gets less as the show progresses, admittedly, and they know what's going on. But, like, they had those elements there, too. But that is not a slice of life. No. And I feel like this one hasn't gotten as dark as that yet, but I feel like it's leading I up still, to possibly being that I dark. I still kind of see it as, like, supernatural slice of life. So. Really? Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I've seen, there's, like, there's plenty of, like, at least mangas where it's, like, where it's just, like, people living normal lives, but it's, like, in a supernatural setting. But even though there's a lot of creepy stuff happening here, it's all, like... It's half and half, so but I can see like mm-hmm. I still describe it as, like as a half slice of life. Mm. Got it. Yeah. But yeah, we will see where we go from here. Quite yeah. a lot of the mystery. Mm-hmm.